The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm absolutely delighted to have you join us today. We're going to talk about Christmas. I love Christmas. Always have. Um, just can't get enough of Christmas. So we're going to talk about all kinds of things about it, mainly expectations. But before we get there, I want to ask you to go take a look at the self-improvement blog. You're going to see some articles there about Christmas and uh, some ways you can deal with Christmas stress. Uh, you're going to see, if you go to the right sidebar, down at the bottom of the right sidebar, you're going to find the 12 Days of Christmas by a group, an acapella group of men called Straight No Chaser. I've put this on the blog every year. It is absolutely my most favorite they do amazing things with this song. I don't get tired of it. I'd love to share it with you. So if you have a moment, listen to the 12 Days of Christmas by Straight No Chaser. You'll, you'll just laugh all the way through it. Um, the blog is about to get a facelift. So one of these days, if you get there and it's sort of all disrupted, know that it's getting a facelift and it'll be okay. Uh, it just takes a few days for me to get everything put where I want it when we upgrade it. It's in bad need of upgrading. And um, I am told that it's going to get one soon. So you might check back now and then to see what we're doing there. You know, today it's just me. I chose this so we could talk about Christmas. If you want to call in, if you have something to share or a question to ask, please do that. The number is 888-346-9141. I'll give that to you again. 888-346-9141. Christmas is such a great time of year, such a great topic to discuss. You've probably heard the phrase, the true meaning of Christmas. I've heard that all my life. Um, I never questioned it. And so I did what anybody with a computer would do. I googled the true meaning of Christmas, and it was quite an interesting answer. I was just a little bit surprised. I got some very interesting answers. Um, and, and, you know, a little bit of history about Christmas. 
The celebration of Christmas began in the the middle 300s, the 4th century, kind of the middle of the 4th century, as Christ's Mass to celebrate the birth of Christ. Over the centuries, though, it's picked up other meanings and nuances as we started moving around more and and began to mingle customs with, with other nations, other cultures, uh, we we adapted their culture into ours, and and they and and they adapted ours into theirs, and started new traditions on both sides. And the way we viewed Christmas changed, and it's still changing. We have a mix, actually, of pre-Christian, Christian and secular themes. Look at your own celebration of Christmas, or look, if you're Jewish, look at the things you've brought in from our celebration of Christmas to your own celebrations. It's interesting, we've all overlapped a little bit in the way we do things and the way we celebrate. You know, popular modern customs of the holiday include, and and most of us have all of these things, gift-giving. Oh, we all give gifts. Christmas music and caroling. And if you don't haven't had enough Christmas music on the blog and the again in the sidebar at the bottom, I have a, a, a YouTube video that's three hours of Christmas music. So if you just want to listen to Christmas music as you work on your computer, that's an easy place to get it. Three hours. Aren't you proud? <laughs> Um, we carol. We exchange Christmas cards. They don't have to be um, stamped and sent. They can now be online. So we send them. We have church celebrations. We may have a special Christmas meal, Christmas dinner. And we have all kinds of Christmas decorations. You know, we have Christmas trees. <laughs> I put mine up the other day. It was a very exciting time. I have to tell you, this is an aside. I went out. Christopher, my son, brought in the Christmas tree. I brought in all the lights. And the first thing I do is be sure that all the lights burn. We had one of these trees that had the lights pre-strung. And not one of them burned. I have... A dog. He was still a puppy most of the year. He's sort of gone into the dog phase now. The tree was stored in the outside shed, and he got in, and it seems there were little puppy-chewing places on all strings of lights, and, of course, they won't work. So not wanting to have to go buy another tree, I sat and unwound the tree, and put all new lights back on, and it was an experience I will never forget. It was it was really funny, but not so much at the time. Um, we have, besides Christmas trees, we have Christmas lights. Um, some of them are beautiful. We have one of the houses that's entered into the contest just up the street from us, and it's quite beautiful. We have nativity scenes, we have garlands, we wreaths, mistletoe, holly. All of those have their own customs and history associated with them. We also have interchangeable figures, you know, Santa Claus, Father Christmas, St. Nicholas, all associated with giving gifts to children. 
And all of these are in all kinds of combinations uh, around the world. We're not the only ones to have them. And I think if you went up the street and asked every house household how they celebrated Christmas, it would all be just a little different, but most of them would have some measure of all of those items. Now, gift giving, as you know, I don't have to tell you this, has gotten huge and so now we have this heightened economic activity, if I can put it that way. It's called buy, buy, buy. Um, so now, you know, when Christmas used to start, really the Christmas season started the day after Thanksgiving, um, and we celebrated Christmas. Now Christmas stuff is out in October before Halloween, and now we have Thanksgiving, then Black Friday, and Cyber Monday, and all of that is associated with the Christmas celebration. I, I've had a real problem with some of that. I've decided I might as well adjust to it and accept it because it is what it is. So basically, Christmas is a time of generosity, enjoyment, giving and receiving, you notice, I like to say those together. It's giving and receiving. We all give, we all receive. And it's as important to be a gracious receiver as it is to be a gracious, generous giver. Now, think about that one. It's a time of paying it forward. It's a time of random acts of kindness and whatever else you want to put into it. You know, for some, it's still a religious celebration, and for others, not so much. So the question's really to ask yourself about this holiday is, number one, what does Christmas mean to me? What, what spin do I put on it? What is it that I celebrate? Second question that I think is important is, what have I brought with me from the past about Christmas that I don't question. I simply repeat it. I just do it. You know the old saying, we've always done it this way. We've always done it this way. And the last question that I want you to reflect on a little bit is, what's the best way for me and my family to celebrate Christmas that reflects who we are, what our values are, what we believe, um, you know, what's the best way? Who are the best, best ones to celebrate with? Who do we want to surround ourselves with? What do we want in our day? You know, what's Christmas Eve? What's Christmas Day supposed to be like in our family? We're going to run through some of these questions using my life. I don't have anybody else's I can get inside of, just mine. And I'm going to share with you some things that I've really never shared before. And a lot of them only became clear to me as I was getting ready for this show. When I, when I wrote down the question, what did I bring forward from my childhood that I celebrate now without question, just because that was the way we did it when I was a kid. Um, 
It, that's, a, that's a really interesting exercise, and I would encourage every one of you to do that. You're going to be so surprised at what you've brought forward that you think you absolutely have to do at Christmas that you've never questioned, never thought through. It may be totally meaningless. Maybe nobody enjoys it. Maybe you just do it because you've always done it that way. You know, We'll start by asking me the question, what does Christmas mean to me? And I had to think this through. Um, and I'm not quite through with this process of discernment. But to me, Christmas is a time of giving and receiving, but that doesn't mean just stuff. To me, the stuff is incidental. It means having a time really to be with my family and enjoy them. It means sharing love, sharing kindness, joy, of course, the gifts. And to me, it's a gigantic case of the warm fuzzies. And when I say warm fuzzies, I mean all the good feelings that go with Christmas and being together and exchanging gifts and greetings and all of the things that go with Christmas. It's time for us to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what I've brought forward that I don't question. I just do it. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of the Self-Improvement Show. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The challenges facing our teens today mean that more than ever, we need to be there to support them and encourage them. The Dr. Stem Show is here to provide discussions about topics that will help promote healthy relationships, self-image, and success for teens, parents, and the community. Our young people can achieve more in life than they ever dreamed possible. The Dr. Stem Show, hosted by Dr. Stem Malatini, will foster these discussions and encourage your participation. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 9 p.m. GMT on Voice America Empowerment. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. 
You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon, and today we're talking about Christmas. And the question before us now, and I'm using my life for an example because it's the only one I know. What have I brought forward from the past that I don't question? I just do it. And I have to honestly answer that almost everything I do for Christmas comes from my childhood. I want Christmas to be just like it was when I was a kid. I want that feeling. I want all of it. I want the smells of the kitchen and the fun with the gifts and all the relatives around and all of those things. And I realize now that I've expected everybody else to feel this way too. And they don't. I've projected my own feelings about Christmas onto everybody else and I expected them to like it. And the sad thing is, I really wasn't aware of that. You know, let's talk about what I grew up with. You know, I didn't know our family was dysfunctional, but with retrospect, we were probably in the middle of the bell-shaped curve of dysfunction. You know, the word wasn't operative back in the 40s and 50s. We didn't know about dysfunctional families. But growing up then was vastly different than it is now, and I haven't changed my thinking. It was simpler then. It was much more innocent. We celebrated the birth of Christ. We celebrated it at school, yeah, at school, in Christmas plays and pageants. We sang carols in class. You know, everyone I knew went to church, had a Christmas tree, tried to be with family on Christmas Day, did something that had to do with Santa Claus. You know, Christmas displays went up right after Thanksgiving, and as I said before, that's when shopping started. That's when they started playing Christmas carols. You know, they they didn't start playing Christmas carols before Halloween back then, and and you couldn't wait until the radio was was filled with christmas music um the stores had wonderful elegant christmas displays and most of the big department stores set up what they called toyland and for a kid it was like being transported to a fantasy world you know, my mother would take me there and leave me in Toyland while she did her shopping. Um, I was safe. Nobody would have, have bothered me then, back in those days. Uh, and I was happy. I looked at every single toy. I made my list in my head. Of course, my mother was probably buying whatever it was I told her I wanted before. But I saw such wonderful displays and, you know, everything was happy and colorful and, and musical and, and really quite wonderful. 
uh, in my family, my mother was pretty much in charge of things, and and she made everything fun. She was the most fun at Christmas. You know, there are always running jokes all through the month of December, and um, something about the joke usually appeared under the Christmas tree, and and it was always just a total hoot. You know, everybody would crack up because we were all in on it in some way. You know, we had things we wanted. We got things that we needed. There was a lot of stuff. There was also a lot of family. There was a lot of laughter, a lot of love. And for a kid, it was magical. Now, it was by far the best time of the year, no doubt. And we didn't have a lot of consternation in our family. You know, there wasn't much fighting. It, it was dysfunctional, but it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of fighting. It was pretty peaceful. And on Christmas, it was fun in overdrive. I've always wanted to recreate that. When I got married, I expected to have Christmases just like that. And and it just didn't happen that way. My husband was rather bah-humbuggish. And when we had children, he wanted Christmas to be frugal and disciplined. I wanted Christmas to be wild and fun and fun-loving and spontaneous. You know, discipline to me had no place around Christmas. And I always felt disappointed. We had huge family dinners, and because we'd been in the political arena and the public eye, I thought I was expected to do big things and that everything had to be done perfect. I mean, perfect. No more warm fuzzies. My expectations were totally out of kilter, and the day after Christmas I was usually exhausted And disappointed, I just sort of fell apart in a heap because I couldn't possibly meet the expectations that I had set for myself. So let's talk a little bit about expectations and intentions. We women especially have a challenge with expectations. An expectation is a strong belief, a strong belief that somebody will do something or something will happen in the future. We expect it. We expect Uncle John to do such and such or Aunt Mabel to do such and such or our husband to know what we want without our telling him. I've never figured out how that was supposed to work, but... You know, we expect people to know what we want, and when they don't deliver, we're disappointed. That kind of thing go into expectations. Uh, Assumption is is a synonym. Presumption, conjecture are all the same kind of idea as an expectation. You know, we can expect things of others, 
that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. We can expect events to happen. That doesn't make them happen. The only person we can do anything about in terms of expectations is ourselves. That's the only place we have any control at all. That, that's what I would consider real control. Let's take my case. What I expected, <laughs> what I expected was everybody to be in the spirit of Christmas. I wanted everybody to be happy whether they were or not. I did not want any humbugging to go on in my house. And, you know, when you live with somebody who's a humbug, you're going to get a lot of humbugging. And I, I never could understand that. It just didn't compute with me. You know, I wanted fun gifts as well as serious ones. I wanted everybody to understand that Christmas was fun. And it was fun to have some jokes going around. And pretty much um, we could do that. That was okay. But I expected it. I, I expected little surprises. And when they didn't come, I was let down. I wanted a lot of family and no dissension. Well, I had two boys. There was always dissension. There was always a fight of some kind going on. He got something bigger. He got his first. Whatever it was, it was no big deal. But there was always something going on, and, and I didn't know what to do about it. You know, I expected warm fuzzies, and there were very few of them because I expected everybody to supply them for me. Now, do you see a thread running in these expectations? These expectations of mine all included other people doing things my way. As a family, we grew up doing things my mother's way. And I really didn't consider that there were any alternatives. We were going to do them my mother's way, which had now become my way. I had just taken them all forward and wanted to apply them to everybody around me. So unless I can get everybody to do it my way, there's no, one I, no way I can realize my expectations. I can have expectations about what I can do but I simply can't put my expectations on anyone else and know what will happen. They have their own expectations that they're responsible for. And that was a really big lesson for me to realize that my expectations were mine and that didn't mean they were shared by anybody else. So then what's an intention? What's the difference between an intention and an expectation? An intention is a course of action I plan to follow. And a clear intention can be very, very powerful. So when you boil it all down, my intention was and is to experience the warm fuzzies at Christmas. I wanted to experience Christmas again like I experienced it as a child. I still do that, but I have learned over the years, over the last few years anyway, when I've become a little more aware, that I can literally look at things as if I'd never seen them before. 
see the tree, see the gifts, see my sons, see the other people around me as if I'd never seen them before and they all look wonderful. Now, my intention involves primarily me. I can make my intention clear to everybody around me. I can elicit as much cooperation and involvement as I can. I can listen to their input about the way they want to celebrate the holiday. We can compromise and we can make new ways of doing things. But my intention to have a warm, fuzzy Christmas, fulfilling that intention is my responsibility. What are your expectations about Christmas and what is your intention? We're going to go to break now and while we're on break, listen to what they say, but at the same time, think about your own intention and expectations. This is Irene Conlon saying, come back, we'll be right back with more. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment we let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives technology instant delivery we live in an on-demand world what's happened to the compassion the kindness a better pace Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Is there a real magic formula for success, or is it something more? Does the divine nature within, when activated, become a powerful unified force that catapults an individual to greatness? Join visionary host Sharon Rose Washington, author, empowerment life coach, and energy healer, to explore the answer to the big question of why we are here. She'll have amazing luminary guests ranging from business thought leaders to top celebrities. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What if you were willing to be controversial, choosing kindness instead of judgment, willing to stand out from the crowd, being a leader in creating a new reality, even if others don't follow? You can make a difference. Start by tuning in to The Value of Controversy. Each week, our hosts will bring you the tools to help create the world that you want to live in and explore what's possible when you choose from the controversy of consciousness. Listen for The Value of Controversy every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email 
Our address is the Self Improvement Blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. Before the break, we were talking about intention and setting our intention for Christmas. And I, I have to confess that mine is to have warm fuzzies. Um, it just is that. I want to experience Christmas again like it was when I was a child because that was the most magical time that I ever remember in my life. Uh, Christmas at our house was always wonderful and I would like to feel that again, and I'm learning how to do it on my own. My intention to have a warm, fuzzy Christmas, as I said before the break, is my responsibility. And I say that because I've come to understand that I create my own reality. It's my thoughts, my energy, my intention, my acts that create the reality I have now, and what I'm going to experience in the future. I also believe that I can choose the way I feel, and I don't say this glibly. It is not easy for me. Maybe there's somebody out there that can have an easy time of choosing how they feel. When when the world crashes all around you uh, and you want to feel positive, sometimes it takes a great deal of effort, but I still am responsible for the way I feel. I can't put that off on anybody else. My warm, fuzzy intention, my fuzzy feeling is totally available to me. It's more fun when you do, you do it with somebody else. But, you know, I can put Christmas music on. I can bake Christmas cookies if I choose to. I can go shopping, find some gifts. I love the mall at Christmas time, although these days I do most of my shopping online. I still love the feel of the mall at Christmas. You know, uh, I, I enjoy the people who come by. You know, It's almost like I can turn on a warm, fuzzy switch that lights up in my heart and my head and I think about Christmas and uh and I'm responsible for that. Um, and I try to relax and enjoy the days. You know, I, I sit and appreciate all of the wonderful things in my life. And there are many. If that doesn't give you the warm fuzzies, I don't know of anything that will. I have two sons they're wonderful boys. They're not boys. They're men now, grown-up men with their own families. They're not responsible for the way I feel at Christmas. They're not responsible for my Christmas at all. But often they provide the warm fuzzies anyway. They just always do. They're good kids. My grandsons always provide this, and that's a year-round thing from grandsons. But it's my responsibility. And if, if you can get the feeling back and you look around and you see things through the eyes of the child, I know that even though our culture has changed in terms of the way things are set up at Christmas, um, you can still have that wonderful, loving, warm feeling about yourself, about each other, about the season, uh, all of those things that go into make up Christmas. But what if you're alone? 
Now, there are a lot of people who are alone. Being alone doesn't necessarily mean that you're lonely. Sometimes you are alone and lonely. What do you do then? Because it's a tough one, especially if you're used to large gatherings of friends and family. Now, a lot of it depends on what you think Christmas should be like. If you've carried forward, like I did, all the things of the past, your childhood, um, it may be tougher. Now, perhaps a great day to you would be to be alone. We're all different. Maybe if you have a day that everybody just leaves you alone with your books and your music and maybe a glass of really good wine, that's a perfect Christmas day for you. But if being alone is hard for you or if you feel the need to throw a pity party, then you might want to plan ahead. The worst thing about a pity party is that nobody ever comes. Now, you have to do that one alone. Now, I would bet the bank that there are more people around who, like you, don't have a place to go on Christmas, don't have someone in town to be with at Christmas. Start early and seek them out. We all have lists of people. Maybe some of them are just sort of barely acquaintances. But find out, you know, um, if you're a senior, go down to the senior center and get to know some people. Ask them if they have a place to go on Christmas. You know, even if you just find one other person. Now, I say you might have to start out in advance. Maybe you'll find two or three. And the, the, then you can decide what you want to do. Do you want to go out so you don't have to cook and you can just enjoy? Or do you want to have somebody over and join in a meal with you? You can have them bring things if you wish uh, so that you all have a share in dinner. And let me tell you, things have changed since back in those days when I was worried that somebody would see a speck of dust somewhere in my house. You don't need to spend two weeks cleaning to get ready to have someone over for dinner, even if you don't know them. They are so delighted to get to be with you. They really don't care whether or not you dusted Now, if you are too shy to reach out to another person, hey, wake up and smell the coffee. Maybe they're too shy to invite you. Oh, my mother was that way. She would want to do something, but she was too shy to invite anybody to do it with her. and, And she always said yes if somebody invited her. Now, if they say no, just go down to the next person on your list. It's not about you. This is not a snub. If this doesn't work for you, go someplace to volunteer. You do this ahead of time because Thanksgiving and Christmas are big days for volunteering. You know, sometimes they have more volunteers truly than they could use. And maybe you could volunteer sometime during the year. So you get to know people down there and and know how things are and get yourself on the list. Um, You know, a place to go at Christmas is to a nursing home. I don't care what age you are. When my mother, my mother went into a nursing home when she was 94. 
I would go there at Christmas and there would be the majority of people in that nursing home that had no one with them at Christmas. Nobody came. You know, they would expect at least a phone call and no one would call. It doesn't take talent or education or great wisdom to go into a nursing home and say Merry Christmas to someone who's been there for quite a while and has no one there to wish them Merry Christmas. Uh, I really encourage all of you actually to do that. Call ahead to the nursing home and ask them what you could bring and if there's somebody in particular you could visit that hasn't seen anyone. Um, You cannot even imagine the happiness you will bring to one of those residents of a nursing home if you choose to do that. And the payoff for you is so huge. You talk about the warm fuzzies. It will make your Christmas. If you won't do any of these things to help yourself, then I'm sorry to say you're going to have to suffer your loneliness all by yourself. It is your responsibility to take care of this. Another thing that's a a biggie, a huge thing at Christmas is stress. And most of it is self-imposed. Most of it comes from, guess what? From your expectations. As I said before, I used to have to have everything perfect. Perfect. What would people think if the boys got into an argument at the table? It was pretty normal, but what would people think? What if the turkey was tough? What if everybody didn't have a good time? What if, what if, what if? I finally began to understand that this wasn't my responsibility. I wasn't in control of how everybody felt. I could do my best to prepare a dinner that was good and have a comfortable place to be. And that was the end of my responsibility. I cannot control all of those things. And when I finally got that into my head and let go, it was exhilarating. There's a lot of freedom in letting go of absolute control. (laughs) Think about it. We as women and mothers tend to do that, and it's wonderful when you can let go of it. So what do you do about it? Actually, you should have started last January on what to do about it. There are a lot of things that you can begin now to get ready for next Christmas, and we're going to go through all those, including up to and including some of the things you can do right now. Before we get started into that, we're going to go to break so we can talk about what to do about stress without breaking it up. This is Irene Conlon saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of the Self-Improvement Show. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. 
Have you ever felt that it's time to get out of the box? Why are you putting that project off? It's already there in your mind. What are you going to do today to change your life tomorrow? Listen for Live Your Life with Melissa Brown. Get ready to expand the capacity of your heart and mind. Move yourself beyond the mundane and get prepared to do what you've been called to do. There is no time like the present, and the whole world is waiting for you. Tune in Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're on our last lap of getting to Christmas. Uh, we're talking about what to do about stress. Now, there's some things that you can do long-term starting now for stress along the way throughout the year um, that can be incredibly beneficial. The first thing I would recommend, it's really a twofold thing, find a good brainwave entrainment program. You know, that's... It's very safe. It uses music and sounds to regulate your brain waves, um, get them to working with each other. It's very balancing. It's very calming. It has a long-term effect of keeping your mind sharper, uh, keeping you more relaxed. And I would really recommend this. I say this because I've done it for years, and when I found it, it was like magic for me. I've looked at many programs. The one that I found to be the best is called Project Meditation. I like them so much I have one of their ads on the self-improvement blog. You can find it there. Uh, highly beneficial. I, I totally recommend it. But if that's not for you, then begin to meditate on a regular basis. Meditation is the key self-improvement tool because it leads you to such a depth of self-awareness. It also helps you relax. Meditation. Google it. You'll find all kinds of help in getting you started in meditation. There are wonderful meditations on YouTube and all over the Internet. Another wonderful thing to learn to do well is deep breathing exercises. If you find now that you're stressed, take some time to take a couple nice deep, deep breaths. That will help you relax and deal with what's going on around you. 
work on self-awareness. Find out what you react to. What buttons uh, do people push that rattle your chains? You know, why? You know, self-awareness helps you deal with stressors that come along, especially those big ones that come along uh, so unexpectedly. What are your triggers for stress? Too much work, fear of disapproval, feeling used or put upon. You know, we're all different. What are yours? What is it that pushes you over the edge? When you can identify them, then you can try to stay away from them until you're able to deal with them. How important is control to you? How much do you have to be in control of things? How much control can you let go of? Uh, All of those will help you deal with stress next Christmas. But what about this Christmas? What if you feel yourself just getting to the boiling point? You're about to explode. Then here's what I would suggest to you. Find a quiet place. It may be, especially if you have children, you have to go into the bathroom and shut the door. If, If you do, then go there. That's fine. You know, get yourself centered, get yourself grounded. Just, you know, imagine how it would feel to be calm. Take some nice, deep breaths. Think about some things that are very pleasing to you, some things that make your heart sing. your 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 baby when they're asleep. <laughs> you know, sometimes children don't calm you, but sometimes just thinking of how much you love them does. You know, think about your world and how much you have, and all the things you have to be grateful for. You know, get yourself put back together, and then come out and continue doing what you have to do. Remember, this whole season is a gift to you. Oh, it's a gift. You you have to be ready to receive it with all its craziness. And sometimes it's the craziness that's the most fun. One last ugly subject is overindulgence. I was almost hoping that we wouldn't get to this. But we did. What about overindulgence? You know, there's stuff all around. Many of you don't have a weight problem, but still in all, you want to be careful with all the stuff. People bring you candy, they bring you cookies, brownies, you name it. It's probably sitting on your counter and it's almost impossible not to take some of it. You know, just pace yourself. Make a plan and stick to it. If you don't have a plan, you're going to get in trouble with all of this food around. So, you know, let's say all the families together and Aunt Mabel insists that you eat a slice of her homemade fruitcake. Gently decline. Yeah, it isn't Aunt Mabel who's going to wear it for the rest of the year on her hips. It, it's you. You're going to literally be sitting on it. You know, most women understand that Aunt Mabel's in charge of her own feelings. If she tries to shove it on you and you don't want it, you can gen- you can gently say to her, "No thanks." You know, uh, I really don't need those five hundred calories in one slice of something. 
you know, that's your choice. And my advice is if you're going to pig out, plan for a pig out and do it with something that's really absolutely scrumptious. My idea of the perfect pig out is a nice serving of tiramisu, but whatever it is for you, you know, focus on that one. Don't deprive yourself. Have a little bit of everything, but plan ahead on how much you will have and how you're going to do it. Christmas is not a time to feel deprived, but it's like everything else. You're in charge of what goes into your mouth. You are in charge of your own feelings. You're in charge of what you choose to do and what you refuse to do. Yes, if you have children, you have responsibility there. But like other things, you can learn to delegate some things too. Most husbands are delighted to help you if you'll just let them know what it is you need them to do. Not all of them, but most of them are aware that you need help, but you don't ever ask for it. So so ask for help. Um, be aware of the other people around. You know, especially if you have a baby, everybody wants to take that baby. They'll change it. They'll feed it. They'll hold it. You know, they'll, they'll do all those things. Um, you don't have to do everything by yourself. What does Christmas mean to you? How do you celebrate it? How do you get out of your own way so you can enjoy it the most? How do you get out of the way so everybody else can enjoy their Christmas the most? Uh, interesting things to think about. I always ask my guests what the thought is that they'd like to leave with you, our listeners, before the end of the show. And my thought is this. Get creative for Christmas. It doesn't have to be the same as it's been every year in the past. See Christmas through the eyes of a child. From now until it's over, begin to see it through a child's eyes and savor the beauty and the excitement of it. Feel the warm fuzzies. Next week's guest is Jennifer Bardall, who will talk about body image and self-esteem. She's also just published her yummy new book. You'll love this title, Delicious. Discover your secret sauce. Put down the fork. Pick up your life. Jennifer is a very special lady with a wild sense of humor, and you definitely don't want to miss what she has to say. This is Irene Conlon saying Merry Christmas to each one of you who are listening. I hope you have as many warm fuzzies this year for Christmas as you can handle. And be sure and come back next week to hear Jennifer Bardall on the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. 
Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.